Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Uh, pretty pleasant morning right now, 62 degrees. Yesterday at this time, 35. You're kidding me. No. Uh, we're going to get colder weather for Easter weekend and next week, but today should be warm, a high of 70, and we are expecting showers maybe uh, later this morning, uh, more likely this afternoon. And uh, the Weather Service says we could see some strong winds and uh, damaging hail. The storm that um, we're getting, they, they saw hail the size of CDs. You're kidding me. No. What are CDs? CDs. Really, compact discs, wow. So softballs. We don't ever get massive hail here, do we? No, no we don't. Uh, and they got snow in the upper Midwest yesterday. And do you know we still have ice on the lakes? Do we really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, the Coast Guard's having trouble right now in the Sioux Locks because uh, they are trying to get uh, ships moving through the Sioux Locks, but uh, they still have a lot of ice. Apparently, um, according to the uh, Coast Guard, there's 50 square miles of ice in eastern Lake Superior. Really? Yeah. Wow. Right now. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely amazing. 40% yep. ice cover along the southern shore of the lake as uh, far west as Marquette. Detroit News shooting these photos yesterday. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. I guess you can still go ice fishing. Uh, big news yesterday, President Biden, for the first time, said Russia is committing genocide, which is um, a term that describes an operation to eliminate a certain specific group of people. So this is the, uh, as far as the words, the biggest escalation uh, on the part of the United States. Yeah, um, it's it's getting really, really frustrating to watch because it's just constantly words and words and words. You know nothing's going to happen based on President Biden's words about what Putin is doing. So it's just, uh, it's super frustrating. So I was following an interesting story. There's a news outlet that is uh, following all the oligarchs and kleptocrats mm -hmm. rich offspring their kids it, their kids mm -hmm. and uh, they have no problem spending millions and millions of dollars in uh, the United States and in uh, Europe you should I, I highly suggest people look at that it's uh, very interesting um, it's very interesting and also why are these Russian oligarchs daughters or sons verified on Twitter you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what the hell? What is that about? Like, so you're, so Twitter's allowing them as celebrity verified status. So, I don't know. It's, there's, there's something going on. I think Elon Musk is going to get involved and take those blue checks away from some of the uh, Russian oligarchs' daughters. So, that's what I think's happening. No, he <laughs> bought a chunk of Twitter, hopefully, to do some good. He hasn't done that yet. Yeah, hopefully so. You know, we've been talking about inflation. How's that going to affect you and I? Well, the average is probably... $5,500 to $6,000 more a year it will cost us in uh, household goods and services, mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, that stinks for sure. Uh, yesterday, um, Gilbert Gottfried died. I, uh, I, was, I was alerted to that, mm -hmm. and um, I think, Brandon, you will probably agree with me. Uh, we grew up with Gilbert Gottfried playing <laughs> minor roles in crappy movies that we all watched, but we all really enjoyed them, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, he was he was hilarious, really. Teenage Mutant, Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Affleck, the voice of Affleck for uh, many years. Really? Yes. He's the Affleck duck. The Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, he was uh, in Aladdin. He's a lot of movies. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So he had a long. He was. Uh, well, he was in Kindergarten Cop, no? Long, long Kindergarten yes. Cop. Yeah. Yeah. Kindergarten uh, Cop. Um, gosh, there were some good movies. Problem Maybe. Child. Problem Child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It was, oh wow, that's amazing. Uh, the airlines, they're uh, asking, they're begging uh, the federal government to eliminate the mask mandate. Uh, 6,000 unruly passenger reports <sighs> last year, 72% involving the masks. And yesterday, uh, two unruly passengers were fined 81,000 <laughs> and 77,000, respectively. Uh, one traveler threatened to hit, spit, and kick flight attendants. The other is accused of trying to kiss her seatmate and biting another passenger. I've seen that. TSA actually has um, these signs that they put up at the airports warning people, uh, don't do this stuff. I, the lady that was on, the flight attendant that was on our flight uh, from Norfolk to Detroit, I told you she had those little armband papers where if anyone was giving her grief, she would just hand her the uh, paper. Yeah, so these are posted. So. The fines are unbelievable. What airline does all this happen on? Uh, which airline? All airlines. All airlines, yeah. Uh, in January, a Delta passenger mooned a flight attendant. Uh, a lot of, I've not seen any of this uh, on any of the flights that I've no. been on. The one thing that is still happening is people uh, bringing their uh, luggage that they think is going to fit on the plane mm-hmm. and by the time they get back to row 32 there's no room and then they have to check their bag and there's medicine in it and it's a panic that's what slows down the uh, the biggest there are, do you think people um, that bring a big bag that want it to be carried you think they are hoping that it has to get checked for free is that, That's possible. Is that possible? Yeah, there's all kinds of uh, scams. If I was running the airlines, I would put the uh, person that has the ticket in the last row, they would get on the plane first, and so on. No. Yes. No, no, no. And I wouldn't <laughs> let people bring anything on the planes. No. And I'd get rid of the, uh, the bullet train that goes up and down the uh, aisle with the drinks. And I like that. <laughs> because it prevents... Uh, people from getting to the bathroom. That's why I like that. Right. You know, so I like to see people squirm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, did you? See, I saw you had Stephanie uh, Christovic, Lumen Christie's looking for a uh, new principal. Yes. Do you have any recommendations? I have some recommendations on who should not apply for <laughs> it. <laughs> um, I think there's going to be some good candidates out there, so that should be exciting to see who is the uh, new principal. And remember, it's. 7 through 12, so exciting to see who uh, applies for that and gets to that position. St. John's School also looking for a new principal, Christy Blair, retiring after uh, nearly 40 years. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Um, I've been doing this new thing where I look on this day in history, but I only go back to 2020. (laughs) So I wanted to give you this day in history in 2020. Uh, Joe Biden penned his uh, plan to safely reopen America, and that's online if you want to look at it. And for the first time in U.S. history, all 50 states were under a disaster declaration wow. two years ago today. And that's the first time in, like I said, U.S. history that that had ever happened. So I feel pretty good 
uh, two years later. What a couple of crazy years. Damn. I know you're always interested in the latest in, uh, in food and the latest uh, food delivery. Uh, you know, we have the pizza machines here in Jackson, Il Forno. Well, now there's a robo-burger. Uh, you can get a burger at the press of a button. Oh, that looks gross. Uh, one opened in New Jersey yesterday. Uh, they call them restaurant-quality, freshly grilled burgers from scratch. The machine grills the patty, toasts the bun, dispenses condiments, uh, assembles the burger, and then spits it out the front window. Everything's made from scratch. <laughs> it's like the... I just... No. No. It's probably going to taste like... Uh, Sponge chicken, you know? yeah, that's gross. It's like the uh, those. This is the. I just uh, don't. I don't understand it. The dream team behind Burger Robo. Wow, yeah, it's amazing. I guess. I mean, I can't. Uh, I don't know. The effort. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I can't do it. No, uh, and you know, uh, our director Noah will appreciate um, this story in England. Uh, they are starting a series of uh, bar events where uh, diners and, and uh, drinkers can come and come naked. Uh, oh. They started a company called Nothing on Events is hosting events at pubs where uh, naturists, is it called naturists? Nudists are Nudists. Uh, welcome to drink while naked. And eat Caesar salads. <laughs> wow, that looks gross. <laughs> <laughs> They've already done this in uh, at the Royal Oak in Guildford, Surrey, and apparently it's legal. It's legal in England, so hopefully that's not a trend that's going to I jump the pond. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, last night uh, was beautiful night uh, for baseball. Beautiful mm -hmm. night for baseball for everything. For everything, and uh, Michigan Center Cardinals they had uh, opportunity to honor their. Uh, and former teammate Cole Sova and uh, coach Jerry Slack and the Michigan Center Cardinals put on a uh, nice ceremony for the family. Let's take a quick look. Today, we are here to celebrate the impact Cole had on all of those mentioned. Everyone has a special Cole memory. These memories we will cherish forever and they will fill each of us with happiness and joy. Over the past nine months, tears have been shed, memories have been shared, and lives have been rearranged. But today is all about what Cole exemplified, happiness and positivity. It is with great honor that Coach Slack and the entire Michigan Center baseball program wears the number 33 on all of their practice gear during the 2022 season. You'll also see number 33 painted on the infield. With that being said, the program would also like to dedicate today, April 12, 2022, as Cole Sova Day. At this point, please direct your attention to the right field outfield fence. A gift for the program donated from Don, Fer Don and Teresa Ferris of BSN Sports will grace the windscreen as a tribute to this wonderful young man.
we'll have a uh, longer piece. I had a chance to talk to Coach Jerry Slack and uh, Arnold Principal Matt Damaris, who was a former coach, uh, baseball coach of Coles as well. So that will air on the locker room and also be on our website uh, tomorrow. Let's get to uh, some scores brought to you by our friends at Extreme Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. They have a great new oil change building. They'll get you in and out very quick. Enjoy coffee and cookies while you wait. Let's get things started with baseball. Some uh, some blowouts early. Hillsdale 9-0 and 12-0 over Columbia Central. Concord took care of reading 10-0 and 8-1. And uh, Michigan Center, they uh, honored Cole Silva with a 9-3 win over Addison. They'll also be wearing... Uh, Cole Sova 33 on oh, all their nice. practice gear all year, which is which is so cool. And then Springport beat Bronson 6-2. Softball. Look at this score. I don't even know how it's possible. 36 to 14. Columbia Central beat Hillsdale. Uh, Brandon, good thing you didn't have the under on <laughs> that one. And then and then they came back and uh, 115 nothing 51 runs for CC in two games that's how you pad some stats there Bronson 14 Springport 4 Bronson 9 Springport 2 and then Reading beat Concord in two games and softball over to girls soccer it was Springport 10 Grass Lake 2 and then uh, Jackson 3 Manchester 1 A nice win for Jackson and uh, boys golf onset hosted a uh, tri meet Northwest. They finished first with a team total of 178. And in girls tennis, Lumen Christie beat Columbia five to three. And Mason took care of Northwest eight to nothing. Those are your tennis scores. Let's see what we have tonight. Hopefully the weather stays how it is. Tonight we've got a lot of baseball and a lot of softball. If you're looking for track and field, you'll have to head out to Concord. And then uh, the golfers for Jackson High and Coach Greg Zeller, they will be at Bedford. And that's on deck tonight. And uh, you'll be able to see all those results on our website tomorrow. The JTV Morning Show being brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings. Remulins at 2105 West Michigan Avenue, just west of the Westwood Mall. Now in their third generation as a family-owned business, they take pride in helping people furnish their homes with comfortable brand-name furniture at affordable prices. A lot in stock right now at Vermulins. The Center for Family Health is also helping us bring you today's show. And April is National Minority Health Month, an important time to recognize the gaps in health care people of color contend with in our communities. Minority groups experience inequalities in our health care system, which creates a disproportionate burden of preventable disease, death, and disability when compared with non-minorities. The Center for Family Health works hard to ensure equal access to care for all our patients. Visit centerforfamilyhealth.org today to learn how the center works to provide equal care for all. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all in Jackson County for busy more than 30 years. Yeah, busy show today. We have a brand new segment, uh, Believe the Hype, from Jackson Public Schools with Chris Giannetti that's coming up. But uh, first up, first we have the warden. Noah Nagy, along with Corrections Officer Ken Patterson, and they will join us right after this quick break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. 
If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show. We are sponsored today by Jumpstart Nutrition. Jumpstart is a place for high energy and good vibes. We serve delicious protein shakes, energy teas, loaded protein coffees, and so much more. We're healthy bartenders, keeping you entertained while we serve the best to you. Check them out in the Parnell Road Plaza. Next on the show, we welcome back the uh, warden of G. Robert Cotton Correctional Facility, Nonagi, along with Corrections Officer Ken Patterson. Good morning. Good morning. 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 Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah, nice yeah. to see you here. It uh, must mean there's another uh, hiring event yeah, coming up. That's right. Uh, you know, as you guys know, we've been uh, certainly pushing the recruiting as, as much as possible. And, and really trying to highlight uh, our officers mm -hmm. and the great job they do in our community. And uh, this Saturday, uh, with the academy starting on May 2nd, we're trying to get uh, one more last push before that academy starts to get some folks in to the academy. So we're going to uh, do a recruiting event at, at uh, the Cotton facility, uh, T100 building, where we've held them several times. It's going to be for all the Jackson area facilities, but we're going to host it at the, at the Cotton facility. And... Uh, Again, you know, we'll do on-site interviews, applications, the, the normal thing, and, and really just trying to get folks in there uh, before we start the next academy on May 2nd. So, um, And you've been, you've been able to hire a few from some we of these have, events. We've, right? had, we've had several uh, events, and uh, you know, right now we have 12 OJTs, uh, on-the-job trainees, okay. that just recently c completed the academy. That was, uh, uh, they graduated here in March and have uh, been on site for about four weeks now, and they'll, they'll do an eight-week on-the-job training before they uh, start working on, on shift, you know, on their own. And uh, before that, we had an academy of 10. So, you know, at our site, uh, we've done really well, and, um, you know, it's, been, it's, it's, it's needed because, you know, there's promotions, there's mm -hmm. retirements, there's folks, you know, doing, you know, moving on to do other things just like there is everywhere else. Yeah. So, yeah. Ken, you've been with the uh, MDOC uh, nearly a quarter of a century. Yes, <laughs> yes. Why did you decide you wanted to uh, make this a career? Uh, well, it kind of started, you know, uh, when I first moved here. I had, you know, majored in criminal justice uh, in my college, and it was an opportunity for me to join the Department of Corrections, and I kind of took it and ran with it, been there 23 years. When you started, Ken, did you think uh, it would be a place that um, you really, you spent your whole career? Uh, not really, but you know, it just kind of matured into that and I'm happy with the decision. Yeah, that's, that's really cool to hear. Talk about uh, some of your experiences and uh, maybe some opportunities that uh, you've had along, along your career. I've had opportunities to really, you know, influence people, uh, mentor people, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with my lifestyle, you know, mm -hmm. as far as, you know, being a people's person. And that's, that's pretty much. I was just going to say, you know, Ken talks about mentoring. You know, he, he's done a lot of that in the community mm -hmm. uh, with, with kids in his community. But, you know, when we have new staff, and I know we've talked about this a couple different times here on this show, uh, about it being a people, you know, people person job you know you you know we're making a difference in lives and we, we, we like to work with people and that's what you know keeps somebody around for 23 years and and that mentoring piece is so important because 
folks are watching you all the time, and, mm -hmm. you know, how you live your life, how you carry yourself in your day-to-day. And Ken is just an, another example of, of the staff we have at Cotton that really lead by example. You know, they're doing the right thing every day, and they're, they're setting that tone for folks and, and mentoring folks so that when they do transition back out into the community, they've seen it and they know how to live it because of, of folks like Ken and, and the job he does on a day-to-day -day basis. It's a high praise coming from the, the warden, Ken. Talk a little bit about, uh, well, maybe what would you say to people that are, are considering a career in corrections? You know, they don't know much about it. They, they've, they've heard the ads, want to change. What would you say to people uh, about, the, about your job and career, really? I would say, you know, it's an opportunity for you to not only just be able to deal with people, but it also teaches you discipline, you know. Uh, also, you get an opportunity to make good money, have benefits to take care of your family. Mm -hmm. uh, you get a chance to have like, cause corrections get such a bad stigma and you'll be able to share that with other people in your community and people you come in contact with that, you know, corrections is not as bad as what people right. you know, what they <laughs> yeah. do is. And no, Noah's mentioned the um, life you live outside the, uh, mm -hmm. the, the walls. It's also an example. Mm -hmm to your uh, fellow officers, but mm -hmm. also the inmates. What, what are some Correct. of the things, you know, that what your personal experience outside of work? My personal experience has been, you know, like we said, mentoring uh, uh, in the community, dealing with teens, uh, adults as well. You know, mm -hmm. we're just gonna say not that, you know, teenagers are the only ones that need mentoring. You, know, you have adults that need mentoring as well. So I kind of pride myself on being a people's person that can talk to people and try to show them a different route in order to make a change. Yeah, talk about some of the conversations you have. You know, you have, you're dealing with uh, inmates who are, you know, missing kids' games, missing birthday parties. I'm sure there's a lot of that uh, psychological angst that uh, you're dealing with. And mm -hmm. talk a little bit about how you help people through some of that. Well, I just get them to look at the situation that, you know, first of all, what changes are, do you want to make for yourself, mm -hmm. being that you had opportunity to make the changes before you came to prison? Now that you're in prison and you, you know, in the situation, what are you going to do to be different? Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about making a difference and being different. Yeah, when, when you, uh, when you see, see someone, you don't want to see them again, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you do sometimes. No. <laughs> you've coached, uh, you've coached uh, high football. school track and football. Track, football. Yeah. Are you an athlete yourself? Uh, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm modest when it comes to that. I heard uh, Bob Odenkirk, who plays Saul, the attorney, the shady attorney, he gives his clients a book called You're Going to Prison. Is there such a book? <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just following up uh, on what Ken was saying here, you know, in those conversations, you know, he spends a, a lot of his days in the housing units, yeah. you know. And you know his whole shift is is communicating with 160 folks, right. mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's it's one of those things where he's got to be on his game mm -hmm. all day long. Right. And being able to communicate with folks, you know, communication is a key to the job, and he does such a good job with that. And, and you know, we're very fortunate that you know there's situations like that every day, like you're you're mm -hmm. talking about, where he's got to walk through folks and, and kind of guide them through that next step so that they, they understand the process so that when they do return right. to the community, 
they're staying on and there is no return visits. Absolutely. Uh, what, uh, <clears throat> what other positions are available? What, um, you know, out of this uh, hiring event, what, yeah. what positions? Well, we're specifically you? focusing on corrections officers for this event, but uh, we're always hiring uh, healthcare staff, okay. nurses, food service staff. I mean, there's, there's openings on, on the department's website, uh, the civil service website that's posted every day that has different opportunities, but obviously healthcare, just like anywhere else in the community, uh, you know, we're certainly in, in need of those folks as well. But uh, right this Saturday, we're gonna focus on the corrections officer position uh, for all four facilities in, in the Jackson area. And um, certainly hoping for a good turnout. I, I do realize it is Easter weekend. Uh, uh, we didn't really realize that when we started planning this, but it is, it is what it is. We're, we'll still be open, so. Yeah, there's a lot of us right. in that same right. Right. <laughs> Easter weekend was, right. was when it is. Yeah. Is it a, a career for someone that's um, maybe done something else for 10 or 20 years? Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we recently have had some folks that, uh, you know, have, have done another career and started you know, later in life. A couple months ago, we, we had uh, brought on one of our officers who had started uh, you know, later, later in her career uh, and had worked many jobs, had gotten her bachelor's, had gotten her master's degree and uh, you know, joined, joined our department at that point. There, there's certainly no uh, restrictions uh, you know, as far as where you're at in life. Uh, you know, we have folks uh, really young now, you know, that are, mm -hmm. you know, we you know, hire as young as 18. And uh, we have some folks that are recent high school graduates, completed the, you know, the criminal justice program at the Career Center. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've done a really good job of, of sending some uh, kids our way here recently. And we certainly appreciate that. But we also have had some folks that have, you know, had a couple other careers and, and, and yeah. joined, <laughs> joined yeah. us. That's great. So. So again, the open interviews is uh, happening this weekend, Saturday, uh, from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And Noah, you'll be there. I will. Yeah, I awesome. will. Yep. Our warden, Noah Nagy, and corrections officer, Ken Patterson, thank you both for being with us today. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. We'll be right back. More of the morning show after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show on JTV. It's now time for Believe the Hype with Chris Giannetti. Good morning. My name is Chris Giannetti. I am the Assistant Superintendent of Communications at Jackson Public Schools, and today I'm here with Parent Liaison Christy Dillon. Hi, Christy. Hi. So, Christy Dillon not only is our Parent Liaison, but a longtime parent and supporter of JPS. When did you start your journey with JPS? Um, so it's been a while. My son is uh, who I initially, our firstborn, AJ, he is actually a sophomore at Michigan State University. So obviously I'm an alumni and I came here and um, graduated in the class of 1995 along with my husband. Um, 
I joke that we were barely high school sweethearts. <laughs> but um, so we have two sons, and AJ is when I first started getting involved um, because my mom wasn't able to do the PTO, the mom type things, um, because she was a working mom, and um, my dad worked as well. So I knew when I had kids that my goal was to be that mom that was going to be there at schools and um, volunteer as much as I could. Unfortunately, um, I was able to do that. So uh, when AJ became a kindergartner at Sharp Park, um, that's when I became involved. I became a PTO president, and um, that kind of started my journey here at JPS. So when you talk to your kids, what is their favorite experiences at Parkside? Um, I feel like with AJ, he, um, I think too, as a fifth grader and coming in as a sixth grader, and I hear this currently with our fifth grade tours that we've been doing, is they're so anxious to meet new students, right? So some, especially some of the smaller elementaries, you, you're around the same two classrooms of kids. Right, right. And so they are able to meet new friends. And to this day, AJ has some of the best friends that he met due to some of the inflowing of the other, of the other elementaries. So as a parent liaison, what do you say to parents who are worried or what advice would you give to a parent who's on their way to come into Parkside with their student and they're not going to have the opportunity to be a parent liaison or a cushion right. inside the school for them, but they are worried about the size of Parkside right. or you know those kind of things. What, what's the, what are some advice things that you give them? Yeah, so I feel like, um, you know, number one, we always offer parents to come in and tour as well. You know, we offer private tours if that would make them feel comfortable. Um, I feel like we have great opportunities. Um, I I like to tell our parents that um, you know please don't listen to rumors that might be out there please come and experience it um, what can we do to, to make you feel more comfortable about the situation um, or things like that so and I know we've done quite a bit of renovation here at, mm -hmm. at the park site as well so it's definitely something to come and visit Absolutely. Um, so now you finished with you know your park site experience mm -hmm. with your kids and they're on their way to the high school what experiences have you had that made your kids feel comfortable moving into the high school and, and some um, opportunities that are there? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I joke because, you know, like I said we graduated in 95. My husband has been a football coach since 1995. So our kids have been a part of JPS since they were brought in. I mean, three weeks after AJ and Brady were both born. They both were born in August. They were on the football field, you know, <laughs> getting the experience Early Vikings. of Vikings. Yeah. So um, as part of the experience that you've had with JPS being a parent liaison and a parent, if I were an incoming parent and said that, uh, you know what, I, I have concerns, do you sit down and talk with them? Do you spend time with them? Can they get in touch with you if they have questions and just sit down and talk with you? Yes, absolutely. I encourage that. Um, you know, I send a monthly newsletter out. Um, uh, our information is located on the website. I always encourage parents. Um, I don't want to only hear about the positive things. If you have concerns, please let me know. I mean I think that's really what is the basis of JPS in so many ways is the relationships that we yes. make and that you know we want parents to feel comfortable making mm -hmm. relationships with those that they feel comfortable with because mm -hmm. the school experience is a long journey it's, you know when you yeah. start 12 years of your life with the school there are so many things that will happen over time I know with my own kids it you know one day it could be great and the next day you could be having issues and it just depends on the time and I think having a parent liaison which you know was not around when my kids were going right. through school yeah. um, is is a great resource and I you know I, I see you around the district everywhere right mm -hmm. and I never not know where you are <laughs> yeah. and and I think that that's really important for you know the public to know that JPS recognizes that that the school experience is is different for everybody and that having someone who has had the experience in mm -hmm. many different ways but also has been here a long time 
to help parents go through it. So I think you're a very huge asset to JPS, and Thanks. we certainly are appreciative <laughs> that you have sent your kids here. I can't wait yeah. till your grandkids come here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you'll still be here. So yeah. now your your second son, how where is he at in the yes. process? He, so he's a junior. So he's um, at Jackson High as a junior, and um, so getting you know ready for that senior year pretty soon. So wow. I mean, I just wanted to touch on another thing that you were a big part of with starting with Casey Kretzinger, and mm -hmm. that really was the community closet. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of want to get an idea on, on what, what was the thinking behind that and where did that come from? Yeah, so Casey Kretzinger, who's one of my dear friends, came to me um, with some thoughts. Um, you know, we were, were, she was noticing and we were all noticing, you know, things like where students were maybe hungry or lacked some toiletries or clothing needs. And so, um, we kind of talked and um, she put a proposal together. We went to the principal and just said, you know, hey, these are some ideas that we have. Um, is this possible? Looked at, you know, some research and, um, you know, after that, we got the go ahead and it just kind of flew from there. Casey was wonderful. We, um, you know, uh, along with Compassionate Ministries, um, they supply our food shipments um, once a month. Um, so that we are able to have food backpacks weekly here um, at the high school. So when Casey moved on from here, um, April Herbert helped started helping me here at the community closet. And then Casey moved on to the high school and created the Jackson High community closet with Candace um, DeCourt there. So it's nice, they run theirs a little bit differently. Um, kids are able to come in and, and they don't necessarily send backpacks home, but the same um, options, opportunities are there for them to give food, have food available for students, um, toiletries, um, school supplies, things like that. So. And I know that we also did with the community support and, and a, a lot of folks who were partners with this with, was the laundry initiative yes. that really started here at Parkside yeah. where we recognized a need for students who may not have clean clothes yeah. or just simply that life happens in the middle of a school day and it yeah. doesn't really matter how old you are, all of us have that, right? Yes. And so as adults we're able to go home and change our shirt yeah. or we remember to bring a shirt but that you know, every school in Jackson Public Schools has a, mm -hmm. a washer and dryer yeah. available for um, adults to use yes. to assist kids in, in helping that and it does help with the donations as well that come in um, so are you looking for donations for the community closets for here and the high school I know that common things that we are always in need of our toiletries you right. know toiletries are an ongoing thing um, so deodorants toothpaste toothbrushes um, uh, hair uh, shampoo conditioner um, soap and then a common thing that we tend to need are um, leggings, um, sweatpants, because those can kind of, you can stretch the sizes of those a little right. bit versus having like a, set, a pair of jeans, things like that. So hoodies, um, I think those are common things that both schools are always in need of. Um, but we both have Facebook pages, so there's the Parkside Community Closet Facebook page as well as the Jackson High Community Closet. So anytime that there are specific needs, um, usually we post on those sites to let people know. And I do want to say that the initiative that started here at Parkside mm -hmm. with you and Casey carried on throughout the district. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, we do have community closets at every yep. one of our schools and you know and you're right I mean it's all toiletries from shampoo mm -hmm. to feminine products to whatever exactly. the kids need yep. because we recognize I mean we've all been in school at those ages mm -hmm. and I kind of wish that stuff existed when I was yes. around too yep. you know so I think it's really important that you know one of the things that I know about JPS that I've also seen our schools do is that we wrap ourselves around the community yeah, you know so we understand the need is greater than books mm -hmm. and academics and that mm -hmm. there is a lot of social and emotional needs that are met and having a parent liaison in the district uh, it, it, 
is the biggest asset that mm -hmm. I think we have. And so um, if you were today just to encourage people to uh, enroll at JPS mm -hmm. and volunteer, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Yes, I mean, you know, I think we can't stress enough um, parent involvement, adult involvement, right, um, is so important. And I feel like a lot of people tend to drop off um, with parent involvement when you get to the middle school and the high schools. And we try to say, no, that's when you really want to kind of be involved, you know. Um, there are ways to be involved where you're not necessarily in your student's classroom. You know, I know as they are older, it's not like they want you there at the classroom party. You know, those things are not happening here at this level. But there are ways, dance chaperones, um, you know, uh, popping popcorn so you're not even there by your student. Um, we like to have lunch supervisors, um, but a big one at the high school too is just chaperoning and um, so there are so many opportunities there's opportunities even if you don't um, we have families that fill out questionnaires usually and um, at the beginning of the school year and we and we have different items of how they might like to volunteer and some of them are you know maybe you want to just make a treat for it to put in the, the mailbox so we have families that we know are like nope I can't come to a meeting I can't come in the classroom but if you need something for a breakfast or something I'm there right. I will make something I'll send something in so we have all types of volunteers and um, we always encourage encourage them to be involved. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that for sure that JPS wants our parents to mm -hmm. feel open and welcome to come here yes. at any time to do what it is that they feel is comfortable for them to be a part of. I mean yep. many parents don't want to deal with other kids you know that they might have to supervise mm -hmm. but they might enjoy do some of those other jobs so mm -hmm. um, and now that COVID has you know, relaxed. Yeah. We are certainly wide open for activities and everything yep. else. And so um, that's really an, an important piece of JPS mm -hmm. is that we want to partner with our parents and be a partner in education with with their students. Absolutely. So, well, thank you very much for yes. doing this interview with me. I appreciate the work that you do for, for Jackson Public me. Schools, and we appreciate that you are a Viking all around. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. It's Child Abuse and Neglect Prevention Month, and uh, here's how you can help. We are collecting items here at JTV, and there's other places around the community that are also collecting items. We have a donation box in our lobby, and uh, join the Jackson County Department of Health and Human Services for our donation drive. We are collecting cleaning supplies, personal hygiene products, new blankets, socks, underwear of all sizes, diapers, wipes, baby shampoo and wash, sleep sacks, and pack and plays. And this is going on through the month of April. So uh, try and support if you can. Our next guests are restaurant managers from downtown restaurants from Grand River Brewery, Wesley Whitman, and from Veritas, Jeffrey Brewster. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. So uh, I guess I was going to say this is maybe today's the calm before the storm. <laughs> oh. Calm is a word for it. It's been a storm all week. <laughs> so uh, things things are busy at both the restaurants this weekend. Easter's obviously coming up. Um, let's let's start with Veritas, Jeffrey. What's going on yeah. at Veritas for Easter? Um, so this is kind of our first um, experience doing a brunch buffet in a very long time. I know pre-COVID we tried it once, mm -hmm. um, so this will be a new um, opportunity for us. 
Um, this is a very busy day for us in general with Easter coming up, obviously. Uh, we are offering a lot of cool um, experiences. So we have like a waffle bar, there's an omelet and egg station, uh, various pastries, a charcuterie board, and obviously a full bar for mimosas, Bloody Marys, whatever um, you want to drink for that. Um, but it's, it's going to be crazy. Reservations are very much encouraged. We have a few spaces left. Um, we do have uh, complete walk-up seating to the bar rail if you don't happen to make the reservation in time. Um, but yeah, it's looking like it's going to be a great Sunday for us, for that's, sure. That's great. So you have, uh, like, like you said, almost fully booked. So yeah. if you want to get in uh, to, the, to the Veritas, call, really call today. Yeah, the hosts should have all that information cool. for you, and we will do our best to fit you in, for awesome. sure. People love the buffet. Love. Yeah, love. We, we love buffets. Yeah, we think we're going to try to make it a permanent feature, depending on how this goes. I think for Mother's Day, we're going to try to do the same thing. So um, if you're thinking about trying to uh, reserve a table with us on that day, I would start doing it now for sure. Yeah. Mm. Waffle station, that sounds like uh, All the stations sound great, really. waffle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And over at Grand River Brewery, you've got, both of you guys have brunch anyway on Sunday, but you're making it extra special on Easter. Yeah, we're throwing in some pretty awesome plated meals this time. So no, no buffet for us, but we're gonna try and, uh, try and throw some really awesome just Easter specials in general. I'm gonna be working all day. We're open uh, nine to two for brunch and then all the way till, uh, till eight o'clock for dinner service. So we got specials open to close. We're gonna do uh, uh, Dearborn honey baked hams. We have prime rib, a braised bone-in lamb mm. that we're gonna be serving this time around. Uh, and then we're also doing a uh, salmon quiche for brunch. So like a little bit more of a kind of switch up on our typical brunch menu, as well as our full brunch menu. So we've got uh, a litany of different options. And for people who don't, aren't able to make it to our building, we're actually doing pickup meals oh, cool. uh, at our market in Manchester for, uh, for anyone who wants to have meals at home but doesn't want to do the whole process of cooking it. Yeah. So Brandon's going down to Manchester Market on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Yeah, you can call into any of our uh, breweries, either Marshall or Jackson, uh, and then we can get you set up with a full, just uh, basically pick a menu of different items or packages that we have set up in prime rib and Dearbird honey baked hams, just to get you set up for brunch and for Easter in general. You guys um, are gearing up for a number of big events. Uh, I think smelt uh, season is coming up at GRB pretty soon, yeah. isn't it? Smeltacular, can't wait. <laughs> who, doesn't love, who doesn't love little tiny fried fish? You can't beat it. It's a, it's a Michigan staple, so I'm excited for smeltacular. It's, a, it's one of those ones I, I probably eat more fried fish in that week than I, be, <laughs> than I eat the rest of my just year. Oh. Both of uh, your restaurants, guys, known for uh, wonderful outdoor seating in the late spring and summer. Are we getting close uh, to that? I know if it's if it's nice enough, you'll you'll <laughs> yeah. make accommodations. How how close are we? Uh, Veritas, we just put our patio seating out this past Sunday. Okay. So um, for nice days, obviously, we will open that up. Uh, but we don't have any like big events planned for the patio until about May. So we're gonna do a patio opening day that'll have some kind of cool event at it for sure. I'll ask you both because we have so much going on this summer. Um, a lot of Friday, Saturday downtown events. Um, gonna be popular popular restaurants, both Veritas and Grand River. Do you, uh, you recommend getting some reservations ahead of time, especially on those busy, busy weekends? Always recommend reservations. We definitely look for air reservations, anything above six, just to make sure because yeah. we, uh, we like to be able to put the tables together, make sure everyone's comfortable, and it's much easier to plan it out if we know what's going to happen. Yeah. 
We've had some sellout events at the Michigan Theater in the last few weeks, and I know you guys have mm. uh, been able to uh, see a lot of the concert goers before and after the shows. That's been good for the for yeah. the downtown, hasn't it? Yeah. The Winona Judd concert last week generated tons of people. I was very mm. happy to see it. Yeah, it's cool. It's uh, a lot different than uh, two years ago, and uh, we're we're very excited to uh, get back to some of these some of these events, some normalcy, and. Uh, Certainly, Veritas and Grand River Brewery are uh, some of the staples of downtown downtown Jackson. So you guys get a lot of uh, action. What uh, what are you guys both looking forward to this uh, this spring and summer with the restaurants in downtown? Well, I'm looking forward to. So we're doing a uh, Cinco de Mayo bash. Nice. Uh, and obviously on Cinco de Mayo, that's gonna be our patio opening up time. So it's gonna be our grand opening for the patio. We've already sat it a couple times, but. Okay. That's going to be the, the fun kickoff. It's a Friday, too, I think, this I, year. I believe so, but I'm not quite remembering. But I know it's, a, it's going to be amazing. We're going to do live music outside. We're actually going to set up an outdoor bar cool. uh, with our portable tap rail system, uh, which is going to be a most likely permanent feature for all of uh, just the patio season this year. So that way we have outdoor bar service for walk-up bar, and then you have full mm -hmm. seating as well. So How about, we, we're uh, really looking forward to it. So you both have live entertainment on yeah. weekends too, right? Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, we're trying out some new things. We actually have the ones and twos who play for a lot of our third floor events coming in to do a, a duo this weekend. Um, they're excellent, so we can't wait to see what they're going to sound like um, on the main floor. You're a musician yourself, Jeffrey. You yeah. ever bring your instrument to work? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I've been asked to a couple of times, but I'm a little out of practice for that. So maybe if I uh, get some practice time in, we can <laughs> work something out. You guys are famous for those uh, special dinners. You had that um, Ducks Unlimited uh, thing a couple yeah. weeks ago. How'd that go? It was great. Um, it was almost 200 people just all on our third floor. Uh, it was a lot more people than we were expecting to show up, which is always <laughs> a good time for us. Um, but our events team and our management team knocked it out of the park. We actually have another Hunter's Ball coming up this fall, so it's definitely something to look forward to. Um, it sells out so quickly, so. Yeah, the photos look great. I, I saw Dr. Uh, Nicholas Dyke wearing camo yeah. uh, pants and uh, <laughs> long sleeve tee. Yeah, that. we do like a pheasant hunt in the morning, <laughs> so they all go out, do that, That's and cool. then come and celebrate later, so it's, it's a great time. That's cool. We've got a wine dinner coming up too. Yeah, we have the Rodney Strong wine dinner coming up next week. Um, it is selling out pretty quickly. Uh, it's a three-course dinner. It has four different wine pairings, so there's lots of different things to try, from Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay. Um, there's a cab in there, and then the Symmetry Meritage is probably one of the higher-end wines that we've ever featured at a wine dinner. Um, so if you haven't gotten tickets yet, um, Eventbrite for Veritas Jackson will have all of that information for you. Um, we definitely recommend, if you want to go, to get tickets now before they're gone. And uh, Wesley, another event we have coming up at GRB is the Pines and Pistons. What's that one? Pines and Pistons is a fun kind of uh, public event for everyone. There's not tickets. It's just kind of anyone can walk up and enjoy. For the 23rd and 24th, we're going to be having uh, 70s, 80s, and I believe some 90s motorcycles available for everyone to look through and kind of enjoy that culture yeah, and cool. kind of the interest of the bikes, both uh, outdoor in the pavilion area and in so inside in our barrel room. So it's surrounded by whiskey and beer barrels and lots of motorcycles. Uh, and then we're just going to provide beer and uh, an amazing atmosphere for everyone to enjoy themselves and kind of look at some classic, beautiful motorcycles. You guys have helped me plan my summer. Thank you. <laughs> you Thank you very much. Wesley Whitman from Grand River Brewery and Jeffrey Brewster from 
Veritas, thanks for being with yeah. us on the morning show. Absolutely. We'll be right back after this break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Did you watch any of the NBA play-in games last night? Oh, shoot. I no. missed them. Well, the Nets won. Uh, they beat Cleveland, and Kyrie actually played. He's fasting for Ramadan. No food or water. It's amazing. He had a great game. In the second game, uh, there was a little bit of a dust-up as a activist tried gluing herself to the floor <laughs> at the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, LA Clippers game. Um, and this is Alicia Santurio. She uh, posted on Twitter, I super glued down to the basketball court to bring attention to the mass killings of chickens at Glenn Taylor's factory farm. Now, Glenn Taylor is majority owner of the T-Wolves, and uh, Alicia is accusing the owners of that factory farm. Uh, they, she's saying they brutally killed 5 million birds via ventilation shutdown. So she went down there with some super glue and uh, I got to tell you, she did, she, she accomplished her goal. Wow. I think, I mean, she did, a, I th- she accomplished it. Everyone's talking about it today. Oh, I had no glue. idea that Glenn Taylor had a farm. You got to scramble some eggs if you want an omelet. Yeah. So uh, more it's Will Smith and Chris Rock uh, news now. This comes from uh, producer Noah Baker. Um, people are getting tattoos. They're still in the news. Yeah, people are getting tattoos of the slap <laughs> onto their body. This is Noah. This is actually Noah's uh, right below. I guess you'd call it his ankle, right below his calf. Uh, and uh, what in the hell? Wow. Hey, you know what? What? You know, I'm not even gonna say it. No. Probably some pretty big Will Smith fans out there, I guess. Will Smith is, um, he's officially, I think he's canceled. Toast. He's, gonna, he's, he's toast. He's done. He's yeah. toast. He's cooked. Yeah. yeah, he's done. Banned from the Academy Awards for the next 10 years. Yeah, so that's... Which, you know, most people in Hollywood look done. at that as a blessing. Yeah, it's, uh, you're done, so... Hey, that's it uh, for today's show. Join us tomorrow morning. We'll have Michael Calderon. He'll be with us. He's a teacher at Da Vinci Schools. And then we'll also have Melissa Forget from ORS. We'll be talking about the ORS racing series. This afternoon, Jonathan Green, Chris Galloway, Matthew Budd, Father Tim McDonald, Father Chaz Canoy, and Justin Schuberg. We'll see you this afternoon.